Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Kim Jong-un has reappeared. I know. You were concerned and worried. Well, there was a a, a bit of a rumor going around because uh, he hasn't been around. No one kind of knew where he was. There was a Politburo meeting, and he wasn't there. It's only the third time that's happened since uh, he's been in charge. I mean, you would think that's a place he'd attend. How else do you maintain power and keep up the fear if you're not seen? But he hasn't been around. But now, presiding over a meeting of the Central Military Commission, ordering his nation's military to increase its readiness and hold more military exercises. I'm not quite sure how he thinks that's going to happen, unless someone says to him, oh yeah, the exercises are going great. With what money are you uh, engaged in any of these exercises? Just just curious as to how you're going to do this. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That's the number. Be a part of the show. Happy to hear from you. Every now and then when you don't hear from Kim Jong-un for a good long while, you think he's dead. It's what you think. Guy's not in great health. He is, um, what's the terminology I'm looking for here? What's the proper term? Uh, roly-poly? Um, is, is that it? Is, is that the way you describe Kim Jong-un? Um, Rubenesque? A, a walking Botero painting? Perhaps? Screw you. That's good. Some of you arties are going to be like, ah, cats, well done, well played. He's a human Botero. Um, Some people might just go with the ever-crude Big Fatty Moo Cow. I I think that's wrong. I think that's rude. I don't think one should refer to Kim Jong-un, a dictator, as a Big Fatty Moo Cow. That is wrong, and I want apologies across the board, dang it. Hold on, I'm just... Just waiting for, just waiting for all the apologies to, to 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 roll right in. Right there, just just waiting. Just getting those apologies for calling Kim Jong Un a big fatty moo cow. I don't I don't see the issue personally, but some people are gonna be like Tony. That's all sorts of wrong. You're a little bit racist. Because it's Kim Jong-un? Stop it. Stop it. I could say that about a lot of dictators. Not the story I actually wanted to get into. The story I wanted to get into was about people speaking out about some of the wokeness that we witness. It's extremely important. There was a story out of the post-millennial which was an Ontario high school student was kicked out of a Catholic school for saying there are only two sexes and staging a same-sex bathroom protest. Huh. Now, I don't know which one actually got him kicked out of school. It's a Catholic school. 
And um, he he stated that there are uh, that there are two sexes. God created only two sexes. And the school argued that his presence would be detrimental to the physical and mental well-being of transgender students. The, of course, issue here is nobody questions whether the existence of the transgender student is offensive to, um, well, other students. How come they couldn't be a problem to other students, only other students could be a problem to them? Seems to me to be a, uh, a, a, a bit of a snag in the so-called equation. Now, he organized a protest in support of the right of female students to have a single-sex bathroom after two girls had confided in him that they were uncomfortable sharing spaces with trans-identified male students, boys who say they're girls, going into the girls' bathroom when they are not girls. And girls, you know, actual girls, it's not rude to say that, I am making sure I am explaining things for the benefit of everybody listening. They're bothered by that. And so this guy, an actual guy, staged a protest. I could argue that the staging of the protest is something that could get you at least suspended. I can argue that. But then you'd have to counter that by saying, well, what about all these schools that allow children to do walkout for Earth Day this and something else that? They actually support it. I argue that schools that support walkouts of students shouldn't pay the teachers that day. Any school that says it's okay to walk out of class, that teacher, those teachers, those administrators don't get paid that day. Because what you said is we weren't necessary. We weren't here to do our job. Kids can engage protest after school hours. During school hours, get yourself to math class, be on time, have your homework done. There's a difference. There's a giant difference between the two things. And if you're going to let kids engage in protest on school time, well, then you don't need to get paid. Just a... Doesn't, you don't need to get paid. Tell me I'm wrong. Show me where my methodology, where, where my, my breakdown is somehow flawed. If you want to have a protest as part of a field trip, well, then you get permission slips and you go handle the thing. But massive school-wide walkouts, teachers aren't important. You don't get paid. For that day, you don't get paid. We calculate the dollars and we return it to the taxpayer. They get themselves a break because you decided to just have a mid-school vacation. Why shouldn't the parents get back a couple of their ducats? So maybe it was the protest. But what kind of school is allowing boys who say they're girls into girls' bathrooms? That, to me, is something worth fighting. It's worth being suspended over. It's worth being expelled. It is worth leaving that school. It is worth firing the administrator and the teachers. It is worth the fight. It's worth it. Because there comes a moment that one must stand up. This brings us to Bethany Hamilton. Bethany Hamilton is a surfer. And Bethany Hamilton is the inspiration behind the movie Soul Surfer. 
uh, full disclosure, never, ever saw Soul Surfer. Uh, Bethany Hamilton is the one who lost her arm in a shark attack. I mean, that's something. Her left arm does not exist because it was uh, bitten off by a shark. So, you know, just in case you think you've been through some things, man, and Bethany Hamilton is unhappy with the World Surf League because the World Surf League created a rule that says men can compete as women. Uh, now, Sam, Sam's in today. Say hello to Sam. Hey, Sam. Uh, let hello, me play this. I haven't, I haven't, oh, hey, I haven't double-checked this, so just finger on the dump button just in case there's any, uh, any language. I don't think there is from Bethany Hamilton, but uh, safe, not sorry. Listen to this of male body dominance in women's sports like running, swimming, and others. My hope is that if I ever have a daughter who is competing in surfing or any sport, and also for all the aspiring young generation of women, to have a bright and promising opportunity in her ambition to be the best of the best women in her sport. Focused on girls have the right to compete against other girls. Today, I want to address the news that the World Surf League has officially made the rule that male-bodied individuals known as transgender athletes can officially compete in the women's division. The World Surf League says they are following the Olympic guidelines. While I address this issue, I want to be clear that I strive to have love for all of mankind, regardless of any differences. But this concerns me as a professional athlete that has been competing in the World Surf League events for the past 15 plus years. And I feel that I must speak up and stand up for those in position that may feel that they cannot say something about this. I think many of the girls currently on tour are not in support with this new rule and they fear being ostracized if they speak up. Which is absolutely what happens. You see this in high school sports. Girls don't want to compete uh, against boys. They don't want the boys on the team. They don't want the boys in the locker room. And if they say something, they're the ones who are told they're bigots. You're not being accepting. You're not being inclusive. They don't have to be. Wait till you learn that inclusivity is not all it's cracked up to be. I... I'm actually a fan of exclusivity. Allow me to explain. I get to live my life the way I see fit. And I never once ask for the concept of acceptance. I think the idea of acceptance is one of the worst concepts ever. Acceptance holds people back. Acceptance breeds fear. I didn't say you didn't want to be accepted. But what if you want to try something and everybody thinks you're crazy? You don't need them to approve, to accept, in order to do it. Utilizing as an example, let's say you are a man, an adult, but you want to dress like a woman. Go ahead. Do you really need my acceptance to do that? Of course not. You don't need my acceptance. You don't need my approval. You can do it.
go. Just like I don't need your acceptance to smoke a cigar or to engage this radio show, you don't need my acceptance if you're a grown-up as a man to dress like a woman. Feel, feel, feel free. You may not understand why I like cigars. I may not understand why you dress like a woman. And so the world keeps spinning. The problem here is that when you then say I'm going to dress like a woman and then I'm going to surf against women, you're telling other women they have to accept you. You went from I don't need anybody's acceptance to you must accept me. You went from a position of, of, of actual liberty to one of actual oppression. I'm not about to respect that. I don't think these women should have to respect that. I don't think young women in sports should have to respect that. Who the hell are you? To so ply yourself on these people and on others that they must somehow accept you for who you are. No. No, 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 no. We already agreed that you can do what you will, but you simply cannot apply it to others. So, for example, let's go back to me and my cigars. I host the largest cigar and bourbon radio show in the country. Eat, drink, smoke. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. I have a cigar at my house all the time. I go to cigar lounges and have cigars all the time. I don't walk into your house and have a cigar. I don't get to just say, hmm, I smoke cigars. Now you have to enjoy it. Where's my cutter and light up right there? I don't get to walk into your kid's bedroom, you know, while they're in the crib and sit down in the rocker and just light up an Arturo Fuente. Although I will admit, I have some excellent Arturo Fuentes in the humidor. I don't get to do such a thing because I don't get to, de to decide that you have to accept my cigar smoking. I would never do such a thing. Good on Bethany Hamilton for bringing this up. And another reminder that you're not crazy. People can make choices. They just can't make choices for you. And it's always important to stand up and fight the people who think they should or think they can make choices for you or your kids. I'm Tony Katz. Okay, so you said the inflation rate target is 2%. Um, but why 2% and not 3%? 3% you know, could be tolerable, really. I mean, most, for most of organized history, 3% is considered okay. Why do you want 2%? So 2% is the global standard, and that is our objective, 2% as measured by the, the uh, PCE uh, index. And that's, just, that's not something we're looking at changing. That isn't going to change. It's, that's not going to change? Not going to change, no. But, okay, so you need to get the 2%, and your goal to get there is by what period of time would you like to get there? Well, we say, we say that we're using our tools to get there over time. If you look at our forecasts, we expect 2023 to be a year of significant declines in inflation, and it's actually our job to make sure that that's the case. 
but I would tell you that, uh, you know, with inflation headline headline uh, PCE inflation is running about five percent. This is on a 12 month basis. Core is running it at four point four. My guess is it will take certainly into not just this year, but next year to get down close to two percent. Wait a second. That was Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve. He expects 2023 to be a year of significant decline in inflation, but says it'll take to, into 2024 to get it close to 2%. So it's not going to happen in 2023. So we haven't defined what significant is. If we're running at cores of 4 to 6%, you think we're going to go down 3% in inflation over the course of 2023? Hmm. Interesting. At what interest rate, sir? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. Would love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. I think that's interesting. We expect 2023 to be a year of significant declines in inflation. And immediately the market said, yippee, and they went up. They were in the negatives. They're now in the positives. Let's see it. I've got economists who agree. Let's go find out. Because I have got a series of other people who see this inflationary pressure continuing. Because we simply won't have the goods. If inflation is too much cash and not enough stuff, you could argue, okay, we can move more cash out of the system. Great. I'm down with that. But you haven't proven how you're going to get the goods in the system. And how does one get cash out of the system when the Biden administration is spending? Or does he feel that because the Republicans now control the House that maybe the spending gets under control? Meanwhile, on the same exact day he says this, Zoom, you know, I'm talking, I'm talking about the, you know, the, the Zoom meeting people, right? They're going to lay off 1,300 employees, which is 15% of their workforce. Uncertainty of the global economy. But Jerome Powell just told you everything's looking up. Jerome Powell walks down the street like this. Well, it's a sunny day. I feel brand new. There's about a million things that I could do. Whoa, would you like to do them too? Yeah. He's just all sorts of happy. He's doing a full-on strut. Zoom is laying off 1,300 employees because of uncertainty of the global economy. So you tell me what the hell is going on. Well, it's a big wide world and it's waiting for me and you. Let's look around. If I were you, I would start drinking heavily. The State of the Union. By the way, I haven't even gotten to the story that more and more Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. I... I'm sorry, you can't get me to buy in on a bright economic future, although I'd love to be wrong. 
State of the Union. Let's break it down a little bit more. This is Tony Katz today. considering a 2024 presidential bid? Bob, in all seriousness, the only thing I'm concerned is what can I do to bring the country together? I don't know what, I don't know what the next chapter will be. I don't know what the future lies. I really don't. But I can tell you one thing. I feel like most Americans, we've got to come together. Americans want to be united. They want to be together. And right now we're going further apart. You can't look at the other side. It's always their fault. Now, if they want to go down and play that, then the people are basically are going to be looking right. for something or somebody. I'm not saying whether that's me or somebody else or whether it could be so many people that have tried to work in the middle. Uh, That's Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia. There's nobody in any state who has better name ID than Joe Manchin has in West Virginia. Being asked there by Robert Costa if he would run for president. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. And he's not ruling out challenging joe biden and there's more people that have been forced to take a side bob and you know them as well as i know them that they're pretty moderate centrist people but they've got to play the the game on the far right or maybe go to the base of the far left thinking that's where their support's going to come from well i've never thought that and i've never played that and there's a lot of people like me i think that'll come to that middle and if we can bring them together and find out if there's a need uh, we'll just see i think there's a lot of different players in the game i really do I cannot imagine the situation where Joe Manchin wins a primary or gets a primary delegate. Can't imagine the situation. I'm not saying I don't want him to run or it'd be interesting to hear what he's like and whether or not he can, um, you know, actually grab people. You know, and, and, and... and, and and build a coalition, if you will. I can't. I can't see it. I cannot see how they think they're going to put that one together. But um, you know, um, the best of luck to you on it. The absolute very best to you on that, uh, Joe Manchin. Seriously, and I mean it. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> Did I say hello, Tony Katz? Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony 833-468-8669. Uh, uh, the, the State of the Union, of course, tonight. And I will be watching, so you don't have to, and and I'm still not sure if I'm going to live stream the thing. And one of the conversations now in the backdrop is the balloon. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some Republican who starts, like, blowing up balloons and tossing them towards the front. Like, honestly, I expect anything to happen at this stage of the game. The balloon, this spy balloon, shot down. This is in the backdrop because it is not that people believe that Joe Biden handled this well. 
It's not that people believe that Joe Biden uh, engaged smart decision making here. What is someone going to tell me that Joe Biden uh, was um, calm, calculated and effective when dealing with the balloon? We have the same agenda. Okay, so Republicans are are stuck. They can't govern. They can't agree on anything. Instead, they're focused on political theater. They don't do any. They're not trying to do anything real. And we hope they won't continue to do this on something as important as the surveillance balloon. China, China sent that surveillance balloon over. The, The Biden administration was calm, calculated, and effective. According to, they listened to the military experts. They listened to the intelligence experts. And they did the right thing. But Republicans, even before they saw and knew what was happening, started, some of them, not all, lambasting the president. Those criticisms were at best premature and in all probability highly political. This is one area where we don't need politics. So we need Democrats and Republicans to come together. We need the country to come together to condemn China for what it did. And Well, I don't mind condemning China for what it's done. And if I can get a State of the Union where we all agree that China's the enemy, I'll consider that success. I'll be like this. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah! Well, that's not what I'm going to get. That's not what I'm going to get. It was calm and cool and smart and... Calm, calculated, and effective. It was not. It was none of those things. As much as it was, why did we wait so long? Why didn't we shoot this thing down over the Aleutian Islands? That would be uh, in, in Alaska. Why didn't we shoot this thing down over Montana? Even the senator from Montana, Steve Daines, agrees. Look, I'm a fifth-generation Montanan, spent a lot of time canvassing the state. There are plenty of places we could have taken that balloon down. There's a seven-mile debris. The, 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 the biggest risk would have been hitting a cow, a prairie dog, or an antelope. So you don't buy this at all? <laughs> no, no, this is called Big Sky Country. They had a chance to take the shot. In fact, they needed to take that shot when it first crossed into U.S. airspace there in Montana. Remember, it's hovering over our ICBMs. We're very proud of that mission in Montana. In fact, one of the slogans up there is scaring the hell out of America's enemies since 1962. The Chinese weren't afraid. Those ICBMs are weapons of mass destruction. Those are the most powerful weapons known to mankind. We have those in Montana, and as Ronald Reagan said, that's about peace through strength. The Chinese put that balloon right over the top of them. If the senator from Montana is like, yeah, sure. We're willing to sacrifice a cow in the name of, Amer- of national security. Uh, blow the stuff up in, over Montana. Meanwhile, Danes has been suspended from Twitter because his profile picture, according to sources, showed him hunting with his wife. Violates the Twitter media policy because it's a picture of him and his wife and uh, a kill. Good Lord. Eh, it's still not uh it's still not perfect, um uh Elon. And he knows it. He knows it. Meanwhile, no one looks at this balloon as, as something that was handled well. 
Far from it. Far from it. But then Schumer goes down this road. Until we see their plan. So um, the, the only thing we hear is a lot of rhetoric. One member says they want to cut the woke agenda. What's that? What cuts does that mean? Some say the woke military agenda. I don't even know what the heck they're talking about. But we need a plan. You don't know what they're talking about. You don't know what it means when we have a military that's more interested in DEI than it is killing people and breaking things? You don't understand that the military is not supposed to be an item of social change, that that's not its purpose, that that is actually dangerous, and the military should not be worried about calling people sir and ma'am. That's what they do, and it isn't sexist or bigoted or an affront, and if you think it is, no one should give a damn. The madness at play. Schumer wants to play like he doesn't get it. That's fine. I caught this from from Joy Reid about the Grammys. You know, the Grammys actually did very well in the ratings. Three million more viewers uh, than they've had over the past three years. It's pretty impressive for, for, for the Grammys. Pretty impressive in, indeed. And the Grammys were up. Grammys were weird. I mean, not just not just Madonna's face, but the whole like, I, like like was the purpose of Sam Smith like was it a Satan worship thing? Is that how people took it? Like I didn't see it. I only saw like videos uh, ipso facto. And then some people said, "Here comes Lizzo in, in all the red." Like, oh, I see the Satanic. Like, I don't know about that. But the the Sam Smith thing is quite obvious. And my argument about Lizzo, to which there, there isn't, right? Like or don't like the music, that's fine. Stop telling me she's beautiful. She is not. I'm not saying she can't be a lovely person. I'm not saying that maybe I don't want to hang out with her. I'm saying she's not beautiful. And how dare you tell me that she is? I rarely find obesity beautiful. No one ever had to tell me that Aretha Franklin was beautiful. It never came up. No one shared that with me. No one said, well, you know, Aretha Franklin, she is just the standard of beauty. No one ever, 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 ever. You know what they said? Aretha can sing. That's what they said. And they were right. Beautiful. Aretha, physically, 
Not so much. I'm okay with that. Stop telling me that Lizzo is attractive. And stop telling me that a woman of that size wearing that little clothing is somehow okay. It isn't okay when a woman of small size wears that little clothing in public. Or at least at an award show. There are kids watching, don't you know. But this is the way of the world. This constantly happens generation after generation, shock value after shock value. We get it. Ooh, so edgy. Dear Lord. You'll notice I've gotten, I have, I, that Lizzo wins a Grammy doesn't, doesn't bother me any. I'm not upset by it. I'm fine. Congratulations to you. I'm not, what is a good Lizzo song there, um, Sam, uh, do you know any good Lizzo songs? I, I personally do enjoy about, uh, I'll, I'll clean it up even though it doesn't need to be censored, about dang time. Okay, is, wait, does she curse in that? Yes, but it's, you know, PG-13 at best. So wait, can I play it on air? Oh, no, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't recommend that, no. What can I play on air, Sam? Uh, you know, I'm not familiar enough with her catalog to say I know a song that is 100% FCC clean. Well, all right, we'll have to find it later, because I was going to try and do a comparison. I was going to try and do a comparison. But this was, this was Joy Reid. Uh, she, she said she hadn't watched the Grammys in years, but she really enjoyed it. Although I'm not sure everybody else did. It was, to put it mildly, the celebration of the very thing the American right has turned into its latest anti-wokeness boogeyman, diversity, equity, and inclusion. The show opened with the Puerto Rican singer Bad Bunny singing 99% in Spanish. Then host Trevor Noah walked and talked through a room that was diversity, equity, and inclusion in human form. The first country Americana artist to perform, Brandi Carlisle, was introduced by her wife and daughters. We saw the first trans artist win a Grammy who has a hit song with Sam Smith, the British singer who came out in 2019 as non-binary, also dressed as Satan. That was me adding that. Black actor superstar Viola Davis became an EGOT. That, you win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's called the EGOT. And so she just got that. And congratulations to her. Uh, Beyonce uh, took home her 32nd Grammy to become the most Grammy-decorated singer of all time, uh, besting George Sulte. Record of the year went to Harry Styles, a British male singer who frequently puts on dresses to pose in magazines and is a sex symbol to women and men because of it. And there was a 15-minute epic tribute to the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. So, yeah, culture wars are over, and the left won. Interesting take. Uh, Harry Styles looked ridiculous. Looked ridiculous. Sam Smith, again, with the Satan uh, worship. And nobody knows who Brandi Carlisle is, but I wish her the very, very best. If this is your idea of what DEI is, um, well, you enjoy that. You enjoy that. That weird uh, idea. And you want it at the Grammys, I, I can't stop you. But shouldn't the military be focused on breaking things and killing people? The enemy? We can agree it has no place there, right? No? Yeah, sure. It's just a boogeyman. Whatever you say, Joy. I'm Tony Katz. What's wrong with me? Why do I feel like...
this. That was the scene in Oklahoma where there was an insurrection. Oh, true story. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Uh, You had protesters from Oklahomans for Equality and Freedom. Uh, They uh, made their way inside the rotunda screaming, you can't erase us and save trans lives because they oppose legislation that would ban gender-affirming surgery for young people. Well, at least you know who the enemy is. They just walked in the door and introduced themselves. I mean, that's, that's what happened. If you think uh, that children should be able to determine their gender and engage in surgeries to mutilate themselves, uh, you're a child abuser, and it's always good that we know who you are. I appreciate that you make yourself uh, known to the rest of us. But it was an insurrection because they took over the Capitol. They weren't invited. They weren't invited in. Lord, I also heard some of them were screaming, where's Mike Pence? That's what I heard. That's what I, You're right. Not funny because that was pretty gross stuff. Although I will admit I rank these things not as gross as thinking children should be able to mutilate their bodies. And that's something that should be protected. I ranked it. Pushing for child mutilation is worse. Of course, it should be banned. And any doctor who even tries it should lose their license. They lose their license for less. Find it all. Find everything. TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz Today.